I think that my personality is so much weirder than I knew. Now that I'm not giving credit <laughs> for. I'm like, You're I'm only just now seeing this. I could have told you that from day one. Hello, friends, and welcome back to a long overdue episode of Pickles and Vodka, the mental health podcast where one co-host is in treatment and the other co-host is just doing the very best she can. I am, of course, the latter, Christina. Hey, y'all, what's up? I feel like it's been forever since I did this. Uh, Even now, this feels a little bit strange to me. Uh, But the fact is, I have been taking a lot of time to do the things that I feel like doing, and... I haven't really felt like doing the podcast, to be completely honest. I mean, what it really is, is I haven't really had the words to express what's going on, what I'm going through in my brain. It's been a lot. And on top of everything else, we got a kitten last week. Fang is behind me scratching on the scratching post. That's just a taste of what my life has been like in the last week. Well, we have a kitten. Uh, I guess I'll just tell the story as sort of an icebreaker. So my partner and I have been living in this new apartment together for about seven months now. It's a huge apartment. I have two cats, of course, that I had before meeting him. But we had been talking about getting a third for a while because we have the space, we have the money, we don't have kids, we don't do a lot of expensive stuff. We just really wanted to get another kitten that's like just ours. And so uh, last week, my sister Bonnie and I were out looking at animal shelters. I had asked my partner, hey, if I just came home with a kitten one day, would you be mad at me? And he was like, no, I wouldn't mind. And so I had started looking at animal shelters. It had become something that my sister Bonnie and I did as an activity together. So we had just visited this animal shelter and they didn't really have anything. They had like one little orange kitten. For for some reason, like I just had decided that I wanted an orange kitten. Their reputation precedes them. If you're familiar with, I don't know, the internet. But yeah, I was looking for an orange kitten. There was one orange kitten there and he had a huge wait list. And I was just like, fuck it. I found Fang on Craigslist. I'm going to look on Craigslist. And so I found this kitten on Craigslist in the car, in the parking lot of this animal shelter. And hold on. I have a screenshot of the ad. I'm just going to read it. I thought this episode was going to be really short. And I feel like it's actually going to be pretty long and peppered with cat stories. Um, But you all know what the deal is at this point. I'm just happy to be here, honestly. I've missed doing this. I don't know. I've tried recording episodes so many times, but this time it feels like I'm actually going to do it. Um, Maybe you'll get a little midweek surprise. Okay, so the, the title of this Craigslist ad is Tiny Orange Kitten. And the description reads, Tiny Little Orange Kitten. My kiddos brought it home and I gave it dewormer in advantage. She's smaller than my purse and has the best little personality. Snuggly and curious. Not scared of my four kids and large dog. He doesn't mind my other two cats, although they don't much care for him. He will come with the litter box I got him for, blah, blah, blah. She asks a rehoming fee. Okay, so there's a picture of him. He looks adorable. I text her. She's available. But the thing is, I have therapy in an hour. And also, I don't want to tell Brett about this, my partner. I don't want to tell him. It's a surprise. And so Bonnie, my sister, the reason she's one of my favorite people is because she's so down to just do crazy shit last minute. 
like we're both very spontaneous in that way. And I think it stems from the fact that we're both very depressed individuals. And so whenever we do get the motivation to do something, we take it. Like we fly with it. We do all the things. And it's often unprecedented. And this was certainly the case. So we drive 30 minutes to pick up this kitten. She meets us a short distance from her house because she doesn't want her little son to see that she's giving away the kitten. Uh, and so, yeah, I just give her the cash. She, we throw a litter box in the backseat and I, we're taking a kitten home on a Wednesday afternoon. Oh, he just, he's climbing into my lap. Hey, do you want to say hi? Hey. Oh my God. <laughs> my attention span has been shit since getting this kitten, y'all. I cannot focus on anything because he's just so damn cute. Um, okay. So Bonnie drops him off at therapy and takes the kitten home to her house. To keep. Hey, I'm trying to tell your origin story. Okay, sorry. I had to go put him in another room. Uh, I promise I won't spend too much longer on this kitten story, but Bonnie keeps him overnight. The next night, I get off work. Brett gets home in two hours. So I run to Bonnie's house. I grab the kitten. I introduce him to Ruby and Fang, and we all chill for a few hours, just acclimating while Brett gets off work. I decide that I want to surprise Brett by putting the kitten in a bag on the bed. And on the bag, I write, will you be my daddy? And I set up a video camera to capture the moment when he comes in and sees the kitten. It's very cute. So I have video footage of me setting the kitten in the bag and like running away. And then you hear Brett coming in, you hear me talking, trying to play it cool. And meanwhile, the kitten, of course, is climbing out of the bag and stumbling down the bed and onto the floor. And he goes into the hallway and Brett's just like, oh my God. So it turns out, here's the kicker, that Brett had found out about the kitten. And I'm going to blame technology. Actually, I'm going to blame Apple for this one because uh, I have an iPhone and an iMac. And so whenever I get messages on my iPhone, they pop up on my iMac if I'm logged in. And I am notoriously bad for not putting my computer on sleep at night. So it's just always running. And so Brett was just sitting in the office with the cats doing whatever. And he saw the messages pop up. Actually, he saw a text from me pop up and the text read, this is going to be so hard to keep a secret. <laughs> and then he said, he, Bonnie had sent a picture of the kitten and he saw it and he said he it made him cry a little bit. So the point of the story is sometimes things don't work out, but that leads to things working out in the best possible way. So the agenda for today... Um, yeah, that, that makes it sound so official. But the truth is, I have no idea what I'm doing as usual. I want to talk a little bit about my mental health over the last few weeks. And at the very end of this little episode, I will play a phone call that I had with Lauren on Saturday. So as I'm recording this, it's Wednesday the 14th. So when I talked to Lauren, it was Saturday the 10th. So pretty recent, uh, especially considering I didn't release the last recording that I made with her. I won't drop too many excuses, I promise. I'm just very insecure about it, and I'm sure y'all can tell. So, Lauren Update Corner shall be moved to the end of the program. So, how have the last few weeks been for me? I haven't really been okay. I've been really anxious and depressed, and it's kind of gotten to the point where I'm starting to have bulimia urges again. I'm starting to think about drinking, not seriously, but mom, don't worry about me. <laughs> or maybe worry about me. Who's to tell? She's probably going to worry about me anyway. So 
the point is it hasn't led to anything. I'm still in recovery. I feel really good about that. But I noticed that the closer I get to growth, like the the closer I get to reaching the next level in my my journey of growth, if you will, the more I start to self-sabotage. And it's really sneaky. Um, It's actually been pretty nice to have a break from the podcast. I've been pouring my energy into things that make me really uncomfortable. I, I went to this mutual aid meeting at a bookstore near my house and talked about harm reduction with some really cool individuals and might do some cool things with them in the future. And that was hard for me. Um, I, I joked at the beginning of the meeting that I had saved up all my spoons to get there. And that was absolutely true. I don't know if I talked about it Oh, I think I talked about it on the the video that I posted to Instagram. I posted a video of myself talking about avoidance because in that moment and in many moments that followed, I was avoiding a lot of things, namely making an episode of the podcast. But in that video, I talked about going to this open mic writing event in my town with my sister. And it was really hard and scary, but honestly, I felt really invigorated afterwards. And I I thought maybe I can do these kind of things after all, like maybe I can envision a future in which I do these things regularly and form a community. Um, Of course, I haven't gone back since then, but there's another one coming up this week that I'm going to go to, might read some poetry there. So I'm doing things, but while I'm doing these things, while I'm dipping my toes into the water of, of real life, my brain somehow doesn't like that. My brain has been inventing ways for me to struggle. And part of me thinks like, I'm just making it up because I like the drama and I don't know what to do with myself when my identity isn't tied to my mental illnesses. But I, I also recognize that that is me gaslighting myself and that my my mental illness hasn't gone away just because I'm getting better at at masking and at forcing myself out of my comfort zone. It's still there. I mean, some days it feels more debilitating than most. Yesterday uh, was Tuesday. I went to work. And the second I woke up, I just felt off. I try really hard not to live by how I feel when I wake up. Because if I did that, then every day I would just be depressed as shit and do nothing. Because when I wake up is the time that I'm often most anxious. So usually I try to push past it. But yesterday morning, I just couldn't. And I got to work and I was just like almost to the point of dry heaving. I was so anxious. I was sweating. My heart was racing. And it sucked because there was truly nothing I could point to and say, this is why this is happening. I I live a ridiculously charmed life by my past self standards. Um, I, I won't list all the things that are going right with my life because you would get bored of that. But things are going really right in my life. And a lot of that is because of all the work I've done. A lot of it is just pure luck. And a lot of it is the support that I've had. Ugh, where was I going with this? It's just, I don't know what to do when these feelings hit. I, I All I can do is wait for it to pass, hope that it passes. But what it does is come back. And often it comes back worse than before. I made an audio journal in my car on my lunch break yesterday. And I was saying, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I don't want to feel like this 
every day of every week for years, just hoping that things will change, but, but knowing that nothing will change if I don't do anything. But how can I do things if I feel this way? And it's just a, a really hard place to be in. Um, my mom, the one and only Ginger Lou, who has appeared on this podcast multiple times, has a lot of shoulder pain right now. She has had to give up one of her only hobbies, jazzercise, because she's just in too much pain. Her physical therapist fired her because basically they said they couldn't do anything else for her. Like she needs to get surgery or or other treatments. And I, I was walking with her and she said to me, I feel like I'm just going to be in pain for the rest of my life. And that made me really fucking sad because, I mean, I'm not the one in pain. I'm not her. So for me, it's easy to be like, oh, you should do this and this and it'll be all better. Like, I want to fix things. I want to help other people with their problems. And it's really hard for me to sit back and realize that I can't fix the circumstances that led to that problem all the time. That person has agency of their own life. And ultimately, all I can do is support them and try to help them get through this time. And because it's me, you know, I like to make people laugh when they're going through times like that. So, you know, we joked about it and stuff. But the reason I bring up that story is because I feel like when it comes to my own mental illnesses, I do feel like I am doomed to be in pain from them for the rest of my life. And so when I realized that, I felt a lot more empathy toward my mom because we both might know that there's things we can do to get us out of this, but there's a lot of barriers preventing us from doing so. Like maybe it's just the effort it takes to get help. Maybe it's cost. Maybe it's other barriers. Whatever it is, there's a lot of barriers and we can't discount those barriers because that would be putting all the responsibility on us. We do have some responsibility, um, but I don't know. I thought I would share that story because I think I'm not alone when I feel helpless. The last episode I published, I talked a lot about helplessness. Uh, shout out again to listener Orion for sending in that voicemail. It's nice to know that we're not alone in these feelings. <laughs> All right, podcast over. You guys can go home now. Uh, what else? Oh, I hit my four-year sober anniversary from alcohol a few weeks ago on May 29th. And the funny thing is, I didn't even realize until Tuesday. I didn't even realize until the day after what had occurred. And I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about it. In past years, of course, I've done things to commemorate the day, like writing essays, doing special podcast episodes. But this year, I just was like, huh, okay, another year, I guess. Because it, it still doesn't really feel like an accomplishment to me in many ways. I've talked before on the podcast about how I don't really like the term sober because I still partake in substances uh, and I still struggle with addiction, not even with substances, but just as an addict, I feel like I am finding new things to get addicted to all the time. When I illuminate one thing, I find another thing. And that's just my nature, at least for now. So I feel kind of like a fraud when I make a big deal out of celebrating four years sober from alcohol. Um, because a lot of the same issues still fucking persist. When I think back to that time in my life when I was drinking, it's like I am looking at another person, honestly. I, I feel like that was kind of a fever dream in my life, and it happened to someone else. And what am I supposed to do with that knowledge that I got through that and that I experienced that? Like, I don't know. I'm still figuring it out. I was watching Black Mirror 
yesterday with my partner, and this happens a lot when we're watching things, I'll realize that this is the first time that I have seen it sober, not drinking anyway. Uh, because I used to watch a lot of shows, the times of my heaviest drinking coincided with times that I lived alone and or was single. And so I spent hours and hours just getting drunk and watching media. And a lot of them I don't remember. And so it's always a little treat when I get to watch something that I thought I'd seen before. And then halfway through, I'll notice things I didn't. And I'll be like, oh, I must have been drunk when I watched this last time. But we're watching Black Mirror. We watched the first episode, which if you've never seen Black Mirror, (laughs) it's basically a show about how fucked up technology is and how technology can feel like horror sometimes. So this first episode, basically, this princess gets kidnapped. The kidnapper demands that in order to save her life, the prime minister of England must uh, have intercourse with a pig, to to put it lightly. Um, And so all of these demands are taking place like over the internet. The government deletes the videos, but then more people post them and everyone is demanding that the prime minister fuck a pig to save the princess. This is all very social media driven. And then he does it on live television. And it turns out that the princess is released 30 minutes before the program actually begins. So like, he didn't even need to fuck the pig. Uh, And then (laughs) there's a moment at the end. Oftentimes the message, the moral of these episodes of Black Mirror are delivered in a kind of on-the-nose way at the very end of the episode. So there's this staff member of the Prime Minister, and she realizes what's happened, and she says, maybe they just wanted to make a point, as my neighbor's car alarm starts going off. That's fitting. So this line is delivered. The message of the whole episode is, sometimes we're so focused on our screens that we fail to see what's taking place in our lives. And we let social media in some ways dictate uh, the course of history in this case. And it stuck out to me for a couple reasons. The first, it just kind of reflects how I've been feeling about social media lately. I haven't been posting to the podcast account. I have been turning Do Not Disturb on. I haven't had Instagram notifications for months. I have this constant feeling like every second I spend on my screen is a second that I could be doing something else. And sure, some of that comes from just my personality, my quirks, my mental illness, whatever you want to call it. I do feel a lot of FOMO and I don't sit still very easily. And so, yeah, being on my phone has not felt good. But there's another aspect of it that I wanted to talk about, uh, going back to feeling like I don't have words to describe what's happening right now, going back to feeling how I lack a sense of community, and even going back to my own difficulty publishing the podcast and my sense of perfectionism. When I'm online, here's the thing, I consume a lot of really good content. I I listen to a lot of podcasts made by very knowledgeable, passionate people. And when I'm listening to them, I do feel like I'm part of the community. I feel like my drive to create similar content is heightened. And I get all these ideas of ways to connect with my community and things that I want to say. And it's all very well and good. But then when it comes to actually sitting down and creating my own content, I feel deeply inadequate. I feel like because I don't really know what's happening with me and because I don't necessarily have the words, I don't have 
any authority to talk about it. And because the content that I listen to, made by other podcasters, for instance, seems so polished to me and so profound, I feel really self-conscious releasing something that's not definitive. And of course, if you've been listening to Pickles and Vodka from the beginning, you'll know that that defeats the whole nature of the podcast. The, the whole purpose is to release the imperfect shit and to provide a glimpse into the life of, of a normal-ass person who struggles, because a lot of you are, are normal-ass people who struggle. And so, I don't know, I feel like sometimes I do feel like in my attempts to connect with people and to share a message, I do get sucked into the whole toxicity of it all. And I, I do find myself with blinders on. You know, when you get sucked into your phone for hours and you just can't see anything else and the world seems to just envelop you, but also it feels like you're kind of stuck in this chamber with your own thoughts and the thoughts of millions of other people. And it's quite overwhelming. And so if I do that too often, if I sit there on my phone, just doom scrolling and, and maybe listening to content that I enjoy, but that makes me feel inadequate, it, it puts me in a really poor headspace to make this podcast. And so I, I guess the reason that I'm telling you this is because I want to commit to only sharing myself on this platform when I do have something to say. I, I want to be more selective about what I'm saying on here. But also I want to tell you all that it's okay to show up and not be perfect. I mean, it's all a balancing act, right? Of showing up even when I don't feel like it, but also not forcing myself to do it if I'm not in the right headspace. And so moving forward, I'm not going to quit the podcast. Lauren's coming back soon. We'll talk about it in this phone call you're about to hear. But for now, it, it might be weeks in between episodes. It might seem like I've dropped off the face of the earth, but I just want y'all to know that I'm living and it's not easy. It's uncomfortable. I do experience a lot of FOMO. I have a lot of regrets, but I'm just doing the very best I can. And so are you. Um, I don't think there's anything else I have to talk about. And so I'm just going to play the phone call I had with Lauren on Saturday. The audio is a little worse than you might be used to because I was using a brand new phone recording app. And honestly, at that point, I was just so happy to be talking to her that I didn't really care how it sounded. So heads up about that. Uh, it's a great conversation. We talk about SpongeBob. We talk about birds. We talk about treatment drama. We just share a moment of connection. And hopefully you'll be able to feel some of that connection. All right. Here's Lauren. Hello. This call is being recorded. Hello. The guy came up and said, this call is being recorded. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> I know it's that. Me, don't worry. <laughs> okay. I've never used this call recording thing before, so it might turn out shit. But honestly, I don't care. We're just, you know... It's something. Up. Yeah. It's yeah. something. I can't remember if I saved this or I told you my exciting news, which is that my um, uh, my step-down date got moved up. <gasps> On the 22nd, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. So so on the twenty second you will be out of residential and you'll be going into PHP? I will indeed. I will be coming home at night. I will have my dog again. <laughs> Many good Do things. Do you feel like you're ready? Um yes and no. Honest <laughs> honest talk. So PHP here you come like early, early in the morning. You start with breakfast and then you go through till afternoon snack. So you're on your own for dinner and evening snack. 
And okay. I am a little worried about doing those on my own, but I am trying to put things in place so people will hold me accountable. Good. Yeah, that's the only thing that I would be a little concerned about just because, like, I know how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're living alone, I feel like it's so easy <laughs> and you're so unmotivated. Totally. <laughs> yeah. But... So I'm curious. There's been there's been a lot of drama there, which we won't talk about for liability reasons. <laughs> but I know. <laughs> Has it been, I, I'm sure it's been triggering as fuck. Yeah, I mean, I will just, you know, I, I feel like I could at least say that within under a week's time, I believe there was two staff and three clients that left, I mean, not of their own volition. <laughs> yeah, which is fucking insane because I was telling you over text that I've been in treatment multiple times over the years and that's never happened. And it's happened to you within weeks. Yeah, like one after another. and. I think at that point, you know, we're all, we're, the ones that were left, we're all starting to just feel like, wow, so, you know, like any step out of line and we could just be gone, you know, nothing, suddenly nothing seems like certain. It was kind of freaky for a while. I'm sure that puts a damper on your recovery. <laughs> <laughs> Christina goes into interview mode. <laughs> well, I, I say recovery in like the SpongeBob quotes. <laughs> okay. You know. <laughs> I hope I was hoping that was obvious by my pronunciation. You know, sadly, I never really watched SpongeBob. <laughs> Me neither. I just know the the quotes from memes. Okay. I haven't I really couple. seen. I've yeah, seen like that, one episode. One I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, that's something else we have in common. We've never really watched SpongeBob. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm glad you're getting out. Like, I'm sure everyone can't wait to hear about you and, like, what's been going on and stuff. Like I said, there's still, there's, like, conflicting stuff where, I mean, of course, I've been, everybody knows that I have been, like, I want to get out of here. I want to get out. I want to go home. I want my dog. But... Well, well, I appreciate that because I think it's so easy in our situation to kind of put on a, a positive face mm -hmm. and just, you know, pretend like everything's fine, but... It's been really hard, and what I don't want is for you to get out and try to, like, be all pro-recovery and happy, happy, but you're struggling. Right. You know, if you're struggling, I want you to talk about it. Yeah, and I you read know? that because um, I looked over, you know, like, my past journals, and I uh, read some stuff from my very first time. I can't remember if I mentioned this on here before, that it is, I'm just like, I know I wasn't feeling that positive and flowery the entire time I was here, but that's what my journal reads like. I'm like, cool. Well, I think we talked about that. On the recovery yeah. episode, like how okay, the first yeah. time you go in, you're like on the pink cloud and then reality hits. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like this time around you're definitely less disillusioned, I guess? Is that yeah, I, maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, I definitely feel like most of my individual sessions, you know, I go into like my therapist, especially into my dietitian appointments, and I feel like... They probably think I'm an asshole, <laughs> which which well, really just translates to I'm saying what I'm actually thinking. <laughs> yes, and that is what treatment is for. Like that's the whole reason you're there. You'd be wasting mm -hmm. your money if you didn't say what you're what you were thinking. If you just like went along with it. Exactly, and that was my point. Started. That's. <laughs> oh, I'm doing that all the time. Just so you know. That's oh yeah, I've hella gas. <laughs> for, hella for anyone who would like to try recovery, hella gas. <laughs> hella gas. Dude, when I went in, I was uh, I wasn't eating meat, and so like they would give me a ton of yogurt, and I was just gassy Ooh. all the time. <laughs> so I, I don't it. have so much here this time, but the other place that I was at, I remember that. I remember one time I had like seven yogurts in one day. <laughs> oh my like, god! What the fuck? <laughs> That's just too much yogurt, man. <laughs> I know. Okay.
Okay, so you're getting out on the 22nd. Right now it is the 10th. Yes. So you have 12 days. 12 what days. You, so what do you plan on focusing on in the next 12 days? Do you have any goals you're working on with your treatment team? So I, I went in, you know, and said, like, I'm not telling my family, so I'm not going to do family sessions because I want you to do a family session. And, you know, and I contacted you, I think, about the potential friend mm-hmm. one. And yeah. who I ended up doing it with is um, another Christina who is oh going God. to... Yeah, but um, she is going to move in and be my roommate come August. Yeah, I didn't know that her name was also Christina. Yeah, I don't think I said that yet. Oh my god! (laughs) And and so yeah, it's really funny. Like you guys both text me fairly often right now, and I always have to think when I see a text, like, wait a minute, which one did that come from? Am I responding correctly? (laughs) You should put me as um, Christina Vodka, (laughs) Christina Pickles. I that maybe I have to update it because I still have you as Christina Peach. <laughs> I have you as Lauren Peach. Oh, <laughs> it's like I have a lot of Peach. friends as just Peach. <laughs> There's just like a group of people on my phone under the Peach family. And if I get friends from yeah from you know like things like these like treatment days, then I put either like the initials to the place or the name of the place as the last name. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what else are you working on? Roommate. So, yeah, we're doing sessions with her, and we already had one. And I believe you and I talked in the past about doing the uh, red, yellow, green assignment. And so her and I are actually... memory. It's like red, or we'll start with green. Green is like everything is rosy and perfect, you know, like as far as behaviors, like not doing at all. And great. Yellow is like, Mm, starting to have some slips and, you know, there's some things to maybe keep an eye on to make sure that it doesn't go into red and red is like all, all hell breaks loose. Okay. Gotcha. So, so the system is like an accountability system, right? Yeah. So like someone else will keep an eye on you and if you slip into yellow or red, they'll, what, what's the procedure? Yeah. The, the idea is to catch it in yellow because that should be where you can still like turn it around on your own and outside without having to come back here or anything like that. <laughs> and, yeah, that's the idea. And obvious, yes. And obviously if you get to red, then that's where you have to have a serious talk. Like, what do we need to do to stop this? Cause this is bad. <laughs> so does your team have like a recommended procedure for the other Christina? Like when, when you do go into yellow territory, cause I'm, I'm imagining that responsibility. Like if I had that responsibility, I don't know if I would know how, like what I, to say, you know? Yeah, and and the reason that I think it would work is because I actually did meet here her here when I was here before, and she is in a good place right now, but it's it's fairly recent for her. So both of us, I feel like, are kind of in a similar boat. So that's why we're both doing this for each other. So it doesn't feel as it doesn't feel as weird like being responsible for one person and no reciprocation. I feel like because you know I'm gonna kind of be watching out for her too. Doesn't feel so weird. That's good. I'm really glad that you have that moving forward. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's journey is different. Like what works for you might not work for someone else and vice versa. Yeah. You know. You know what? There are a shit ton of barn swallows here. I'm thinking of this now because I'm outside. There are so oh. many nests and they are so, they just are so unfazed by people. We sit out and we smoke under like this one nest that got built and they practically like dive bomb you when they fly down. I mean, oh I've never had birds fly so close to my face. You should get. You should try to get it on video. We can post it to the the graveyard that is our Instagram. Oh, oh, I I cannot. That is why clients were getting kicked out. 
<laughs> oh, they were posting videos of like the grounds and shit. Yeah. I mean, like we can't. Was, we don't have to go into specifics. No, one was making a lot of TikToks. I know. <laughs> uh, well, that's just kind of common sense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm not a user of TikTok, so what do I know? Same. I mean, I got convinced on to go on once when the smoking group was out because they wanted to share one. And I said, like, I downloaded it to my phone once, but I never actually, like, signed up. And they were like, come on. I was like, all right, I'll do it. You're making me sign up for TikTok. But I haven't gone on it since. I'm just like, yeah, I'm too I don't old think we're really. Uh, exactly. That's how I feel. I feel like I'm fighting against the tide when I try to get mm-hmm. on there. See, yeah. a bird just, like, swooped by my head again. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is like living in the, the birds, the movie. <laughs> I uh, just went on a walk with my mom around this lake, and there were a ton of mallards. Ooh, but I didn't see any baby mallards. Aw, we saw baby deer on our walk <gasps> yesterday. It was the tiniest baby deer I've ever seen. Oh, my God. so little. <laughs> yes, I wanted no, to pick I, him up and take him home. Here's a question. Do you feel like since you've been there and you've been, you know, getting more nutrition and getting all that stuff stabilized, do you feel like you're able to appreciate other things more or, like, engage in other areas of your life that you hadn't been able to focus on before? So one thing I have noticed is because <laughs> something else that I was doing a lot when I started here because I tend to, like, go on ex- excessively long walk or I did before going in and so I actually having nothing else to do it with I was counting steps in my head yeah and I kind of admitted to that and had people like to help keep me accountable and so I haven't done that for the past two days and I told my therapist after the first day I was just like I think that my personality is so much weirder than I knew. Now that I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> I'm like, I'm you're only just now seeing I this. I could have told you that from day one. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I think that's beautiful. It's like, well, that's when I was first in recovery. I just, I also had a moment where I was like, oh, I have a really fun, quirky personality that I've been suppressing, and now it's yeah, coming it's out. Like, I'm kind of an oddball, and I think I love it. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I love it. I think that's Aww. why we work so well together because we're both kind Absolutely. of oddballs, just make, getting our way through life and talking mm-hmm. about it on the internet. Yep. <laughs> Speaking Hopefully of which, pay attention to us. <laughs> I've been thinking about um, stuff we can do for the podcast when you get back. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I've asked some people here thinking. if they want to be interviewed. Oh, thank God. Because I, yeah, I I have not had much luck in that department. It's hard by myself. And so I've kind of just been not worrying about it. Mm -hmm. I actually asked um, the weekend therapist that comes in on Saturday to run. I mean, she comes in other days too. She's just the only one here on Saturdays, which is very nice. A lot of times you don't get that kind of staff. And I asked her, her I was like, do you want to be a guest? And she was like, yeah. Then she's like, I don't think that I can do that. And I was like, yeah, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) That's a power move though. She's yeah. your therapist to be on the podcast. I've I've thought of doing that in the past. There's been a few therapists that I've really wanted to be on, but I was like, no, there's no way. I feel like that would be yeah. a few people. Yeah, I I would think they're probably not allowed. <laughs> yeah, they have like a like a. I know at the place I was at, there was like a three year span where they mm-hmm. would like after mm-hmm. three years, then they would be allowed to talk to past guests. It might have even been more. Who knows. Yeah, because I know here, I think I just heard that you have to have been out at least one year before you can even visit clients here. 
And I know there's like, there's like a five year before you can apply to, to potentially work here. Like some people might want to be like DCs or direct care or something like that. Yeah. It's a whole other world. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, do you feel anxious about giving up certain aspects of your, of your life there? Because you talked about what you don't like. I'm curious if there's anything that you're going to miss. Um, I mean, the thing that I would miss the most is, I don't know. I mean, I'd say the people. I Though I'm kind yeah. of like, I kind of have a rough time with that always. It's just like there's always people around me. But I like a yeah. lot of them. And it's like you, if you're getting burnt out socially, you can't really leave. And like yeah. I'm assuming you can't close the door to your room. And you have a roommate, right? I have I have two roommates right now. I have a room with four beds total. Oh my god, yeah. So that's even less privacy if you need to take a break. Plus, plus they they have changed those rules as well. Like before, I think rooms used to open at seven at night. Now they don't open until nine at night. So pretty much you just like get your meds and I read a little bit and go to bed. That is so <laughs> that's late. That's my time in my I, room. I know. I want to like start winding down at like seven thirty. <laughs> exactly. That's what I feel like they used to open them. Yeah, like right after dinner, it was like seven or so. And now I'm like, you make us wait so long. <laughs> I I saw that you got to see Pico on video for the first time since you're. I did for a tiny bit. He was not cooperating for his mama. He just wanted oh. to sit on my friend's lap apparently, so she'd have to lift him up and or bring her phone down to be like, here he is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's going to be happy very excited. Again, oh my gosh, yes. And what about Meatball? How's he doing? Um, he seems to be good. I I think I told you last time cuz you know like Vicky is watching him and her husband came over and now calls him Meat Meat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forget <laughs> what we said on the last call because of course I didn't release it. I I had it all edited <laughs> and then I I just it's been a, a disaster. Aww. It's been like self-sabotage central, but Everyone understands. There's so little pressure. Like I just love our community so much. Mhm. And I've got so many people coming up. Uh, there was a girl last night that I, uh, you know, because I've mentioned this a few times, and she's like, I listened to one of your podcasts last night. She's like, I really liked it. So, oh my god. I was like, oh wow, you actually did that. Whoa. Thank <laughs> I feel you. Really impressed when people do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm saying this to her. I don't know if she's listening, but if you are, thank you so much. Yes, to to client KM. Client <laughs> KM, you're a real one. That's what we always have to do now here. You know, it's like if somebody leaves, you have to be like former client <laughs> initials. <laughs> oh my god, we would make up name like code names for people that had left. Oh, that's more I fun. I what... wish we did that. Maybe I should introduce that. <laughs> I think they called me collage because <laughs> I was so many collages. It wasn't very creative, <laughs> but. I like it. What what would your code name be? What are you known for there? Um, playing the piano. They have a baby <gasps> grand piano, and I've been playing it. Shut up. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. I'm so jealous. Mm-hmm. Oh, my it's God. Really nice. Warren, I've been playing piano almost every day, and I think of you every time. Oh. <laughs> it's not a baby grand, but um, it's so therapeutic. No. It is, and that's what I found. That's why I particularly I like to play a few things. I feel like either right after breakfast or right after morning snack. Like that seems to be the time where I'm just kind of like, you know what, I need to de-stress or whatever. And usually a lot of other people need to as well. So I love that. <laughs> I I wish more treatment centers had access to musical instruments. I, that's not something that I've seen. 
Yeah. Um, like there's a girl here that brought her guitar and she's really, really good, but they also have um, a guitar. I noticed that is just kind of like theirs that they provided. So I was like, that's really cool. You play guitar too, right? I do. I've picked up the, the center <laughs> guitar a couple of times, but I'm not nearly as good as this other girl. She's amazing. <laughs> That's another question. Speaking of life after treatment, are there any like hobbies that you want to pick up besides, you know, the podcast? (laughs) Yeah, of course that. I have thought more seriously now of going back because I've done a couple times taking like an intro class to, you know, aerial art, silks and trapeze and things like that. Oh, that's so badass. And in particular, I was thinking because, you know, also those things, they ain't cheap. And, but no. if I'm going to have a roommate who is contributing to rent, then I'm like, oh, that could help. And maybe I could actually do this now. <laughs> but, yeah, that that sounds like something fun. Um, you know, speaking of the music, I still I don't know how I'd start, but I still would like to find a band here that I can play. Totally. <laughs> I miss I'll come that. see you next summer. Oh you my have gosh, one yes. year. To get okay. <laughs> okay, I have my marching orders. Must find a band and be able to perform within one year. <laughs> yep, totally doable. Okay. If you can do this treatment bullshit, you can do anything. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish I had more updates for you. It's been pretty boring on my end. I mean, we got a kitten, so that's yeah. like the biggest thing. I, I'll talk about it on the podcast, I'm sure. But, but what was his name? Um, his name's Owen. Owen. Brett named him. <laughs> It was a complete, well, it was supposed to be a surprise. I I picked him up Mm -hmm. with my sister and he stayed at her house overnight and it was this huge secret from Brett. And then it turns out he saw our text exchange pop up on my computer because I have an iMac and all the iMessages are synced up. So like he was sitting in the office and he literally saw it pop up. So the surprise was ruined. (laughs) But he said, he said it made him cry a little bit when he saw the picture in the text message. So yeah, we've just been in the kitten honeymoon phase. Uh, yeah. It's great. <laughs> until yeah. until you start saying like I did, where I'm like, God damn it, good thing kittens are cute. He's <laughs> beyond oh, the curve. Totally. Well, he's he's an orange kitten, and they are. I've heard that they are like absolutely insane, but I, mm-hmm. I never knew how much how based in reality it was until we got one. And I can tell you, after mm. 48 hours with an orange kitten, it's as a stereotype holds up. Okay, I've heard that they're some of the best cats, though. That's what I heard, too. Orange boys are good. Yes. He is is just the sweetest little dumpling. We love him. (laughs) Oh. But, yeah, just trying to appreciate the the everyday pleasures of life when I'm not, you know, without the podcast. I've been giving myself kind of a break since you've been gone. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, what else? What else is there? What else can I fill my time with? And it's it's been interesting. We'll talk about it at a later date. Okay, but, yeah, I want to uh, hear. <laughs> but yeah, with that said, I'm so excited. Like, I feel like I just, I miss having our Saturday morning to just talk about real shit. Mm-hmm. Some of the, the groups we've had, I, I have to laugh when there's like something that we've done. Like we had one on toxic positivity recently and I was like, well, I talked about that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you, you should have like kept your notes and just brought it with you. I know. Tell you something <laughs> like about I, I had like transcriptions. I could have been looking at like, oh, okay. <laughs> I have like a running list of podcast topics that I want to cover with you that I'm just always oh. adding to. Yeah, I should be taking notes as well. <laughs> just focus on yourself, you know. Okay, mom. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about the podcast. Don't worry about me. We're we're doing fine. <laughs> it'll it'll happen when it happens. 
Right. Yeah. And now I got to make sure I don't miss my vape break. <laughs> I was I was waiting for the vape break. Go get that vape yeah. break, girl. Anything to say to the listeners before you say goodbye? Yeah, uh, I miss interacting with you guys and can't wait to be recording regularly and hope you have lots of like cool comments and voicemails. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've gotten some right. topic ideas from some people. So, all right, go get your vape. Love you. Okay. <laughs> all right, bye. Bye.